Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Regarding ID podcast. I'm Gina Jordan. Facial recognition, fingerprints, and other forms of biometrics are being used more and more for authentication. But what if the face is hard to see, or if the person isn't present to give a fingerprint? A biological anthropologist specializing in forensics at the University of Adelaide in Australia thinks body recognition is the way to go. PhD student Tegan Lucas got tired of seeing only mugshots in police cases when there could be a wealth of identifying information on the body. I ran the probabilities of finding a duplicate individual on the face, and that's currently submitted to Forensic Science International. And the probability of finding somebody with a duplicate face in the world is one in a trillion, okay? But when we ran on the body, we got the probabilities down to one in a quintillion because you're using larger dimensions. The larger the dimension, the more options you have for people to fall into and thus the less options you have for people to double up on, which means the larger the dimensions, the more uniqueness you're going to find. Lucas used a combination of eight body measurements and got results that she says are comparable to fingerprint analysis. She found that larger body dimensions are easier to locate in images compared to facial recognition, and bulky clothing is not a hindrance. And the reason why we believe this is true is because of the way that gravity acts on clothing, it still allows you to see general outlines of a human body shape. And as long as you have a working knowledge of anatomy, you can place anatomical points on the human body seeing those outlines. So if you take, for instance, shoulder width, you can still see the shoulders of somebody even though they may be wearing bulky clothing because of the way that gravity pulls the clothing down. It also doesn't matter how the measurement is taken, which software is being used, for example. Lucas says her method is theoretical and can be applied to anything. Originally, the ANSA database, which is the 1988 database that we got our hands on, the measurements were taken physically from the people, and we used that to prove uniqueness of the human body. However, if you have technology which allows you to take measurements from an image, this method can be applied. If you have an X-ray machine that allows you to take measurements from the human body, this method can be applied. This method can be applied really anywhere, as long as you have the technology and the knowledge. This was a purely anatomical, theoretical paper. So we didn't actually take any measurements from images because there are no images. An anthropometric database is just simply a database of human measurements that people have taken by hand. So people originally took these measurements to design clothing and military equipment for the soldiers. And so we have like participant one, their shoulder width, their height, chest circumference, waist circumference, things like that. And then we just use this database. We looked at the sample as a whole and we said, okay, how many duplicates are there if you just take height? And there were quite a lot of duplicates. And then we said, okay, how many duplicates are there if you take height and shoulder width? And that lowered the number of duplicates. And then we added one dimension after another until we found no duplicates. Finding no duplicates was reached earlier when the dimensions were larger than when the dimensions were smaller. 
Lucas says skeletal dimensions are the key because certain bony points can be easily located just under the skin, like wrist and elbow. Measures of hip and shoulder width don't change, even if the person puts on weight or builds muscle. In general, Lucas thinks body recognition should be used more for identification, even though it's difficult to compare its accuracy to biometrics like iris or palm vein. DNA and fingerprints and all that simply rely on the more information you have, the better chance you have of finding that person and not finding somebody who has a similar fingerprint. And body works, you know, much the same. If you take, say, four measurements, you may find no duplicates within a sample of 2,000 individuals. However, if you take more and more measurements, the accuracy and the reliability of this is going to be increased. We are just saying that you need eight measurements as a baseline to find no duplicates within a sample of 4,000 individuals. And from that, we calculated the probability of finding a duplicate within the world. Lucas has already been doing this kind of body recognition work for criminal and missing persons cases, and she thinks it can go a lot further. I'm a anatomist, and this was mostly a theoretical paper People have contacted me from all over the world saying that they're working in biometrics and all that and they're designing all these new technologies that we may be interested in. Uh, and so we're hoping to team up with somebody like that to design the technology that uses these skeletal points and knowledge of the human body to essentially be able to identify people. Now, what field they intend to use that in is, uh, is up to them. I do work primarily in forensics. However, biometrics as a whole in security, um, airports, things like that, would be another goal. Lucas works a lot with images. She says her next paper will be on body proportions and the uniqueness of the human body, featuring proportional measurements from images. Thank you for joining us for this edition of the Regarding ID podcast.